The Beloved Ministry is inspired by chapter 7 verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. In this season, we are exploring what it means to be in the world, but not of the world. So wherever you are in the world, we invite you to join us. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Beloved Podcast. My name is Alice and I'm here with Laurel and Anadua. And we're going to be talking about um, being in the world, but not of the world, in the area of media. So I'm super excited to have you both with us. Thank you for joining. Um, I'll just maybe start by inviting you just to introduce yourselves and what your context is and yeah, how you got into media and sort of what area of media you work in so that um, our listeners know what's going on. So should we start with you, Nanadra? Thank you, Alice. Thanks so much for inviting me on. So I have been working in mainly Christian media for uh, professionally for about 12 years. I did stop about a year ago to go full-time mummy mode Um, but I was working as a radio presenter and producer um, and I got into that because during my my gap year darling I decided to go over to do a DTS discipleship training school with Kerygma teams which is like the Catholic branch of YWAM and that was over in Dublin in Ireland and that particular DTS focused on media training. And so we had the opportunity to launch the first um, Christian, like full-time Christian radio station in Ireland. And at the time, if I'm correct, Ireland was one of like two countries in the world which didn't have Christian radio. I think it was Ireland and Iran, something like that. Um, And so we were bidding up against other people who also wanted this national FM license and we won. And that was my first taster of radio, um, going in at the deep end, learning how to not only put in a bid to, to launch a radio station, but learning everything that goes on behind the scenes um as well in terms of like the mast and all that kind of stuff the transmission and then also how to produce a show and how to present a show and after doing that for a few months um I got the bug and I pursued a a career in radio amazing and you've not just worked in Christian media because I've been listening to one of your new projects which you pointed me out so maybe you just want to share a bit about that Ah, yes. So myself and three others, um, three other black mothers, decided to launch something called Black Mums Upfront. And we are, I guess, we create, we've created a space where we celebrate black motherhood and black women. And we write the narrative for ourselves because so often um, media um, and whoever wants to can paint black women in a certain light and they talk for us and we wanted to unapologetically talk for ourselves so one of the things that we have done is launch a podcast 
um, just called Black Mums Up Front, as we are called. And we talk about anything and everything. It could be something particular to do with motherhood or being a black woman, or it could be something about the royals. Whatever it is, whatever people are talking about, um, that's what we're talking about as well. Sometimes serious, sometimes sad, you need a tissues, and often a lot of laughs and a lot of scandal. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. I've really enjoyed listening to it. So I'm sure we'll come back to that a little bit. Thank you. Um, so, Laurel, could you introduce yourself to us and let us know what you're up to? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm Laurel and I'm a producer, um, is my main general hat. Um, producer in film, TV, web series and radio, I guess, across the platform. Um, I started off in initially writing a film in uni uh, which I then had the privilege to make and so my background primarily was in film and graphic design. I then went into radio because I was just adamant to get a job in media. I thought that was the best angle to finally get to the goal um, and so in doing that I worked initially on a non-faith-based radio station but for a faith-based show and through that and that um, presenter then <clears throat> got a job elsewhere and then I was then in Christian media for about on and off for about 10 years freelancing I started off like as a production um assistant I guess and then became a producer and then alongside that I would freelance which wasn't faith-based in like films and music videos as a producer and then I now work as a TV producer in a Christian um, broadcast, but I still now and again do freelancing when I can find an hour to do something <laughs> outside of a full-time job. That's me. So you've both got experience of being in the faith kind of space and non-faith space. I'm kind of interested really to know um, how different those two spaces are, because I imagine those of us who don't work in media think, media must be a bit of a tough environment if it's a non-faith-based but maybe it's the same I, I work for a faith-based organization and all the troubles that are in the world are in this organization yeah. right so but I just wonder what your reflections are on the difference between working in a faith-based organization and working in secular media. Gosh well for me I mean being a Christian isn't the cool sexy thing is it like not in this country anyway not in our society so when I was working for a faith-based organization it was fine like everybody well the majority of people working there were Christian so you could talk about your faith freely um, in fact you needed to do that to especially to be a presenter and we'd all pray together and yeah God was a like woven in and out of everything we did people were still people though people were still annoying <laughs> or, or doing whatever they were going to do but um in general it was fine now then when I've been doing a lot of stuff with black mums up front and podcasting which is now huge it's like as big as radio really um I was the the Christian amongst the world basically um and in the beginning i i just didn't know how much i should bring my faith into the conversations 
Um, I didn't know how they would react because often I had very different views, very what felt conservative views to them. Um, but then I realized, well, when people are watching this or listening rather to this podcast, they need to hear different views. It's a bit boring if you're only hearing one view, unless that is what you've gone to a particular podcast for. But like I said, we talk about general things. So I just thought, you know, what, I'm going to have to just own it and hope for the best. Thankfully, the girls that I was doing it with were all lovely, respectful people who had no problem whatsoever in me speaking about my faith and showing my more conservative side. In fact, they encouraged it because they saw that it brought another aspect to the conversation. But I, it still didn't always sit well with me. Sometimes some of the directions that the conversation would go or the things that I would find myself thinking about or, or get conversations I was getting involved in. And I did often wonder, and I'd have this conversation with my husband, should I pull back? Should I step back from this? Because am I presenting, am I putting myself in a tricky situation, basically? Mm-hmm. As a, as a Christian, should I be taking part in all these discussions? Um, and if I'm not giving my honest view on them, am I just, I don't know, compliant and, and adhering and, and just happy with, with all of it? Um, I'm still with the group. I haven't backed out after a few years but it's still something that I do go back and forth with in my mind. I think in some ways it's like the complete crux of what our theme is for this season, because it's a question of being in the world and not of the world, right? So the question is, are we pulling, are we meant to pull back and isolate Mm -hmm. and be in our camps or are we meant to be in there and engaging? And having been listening to your podcast a bit since you told me about it, I, I love the way that actually use a quite a lot of humor to bring it in and and so do they I've noticed you know like they go oh yeah Nanadja would have 15 kids or (laughs) I mean there's quite a bit of humor but it's it is pointed towards your faith it seems to me like um or if you're objecting to perhaps where the conversation's going you know like but there is a real respect you can hear that which is a blessing isn't it yeah and I don't think I could have done it if um they didn't respect me right, and respect my faith. Yeah, um, I, I I don't want to battle. I'm not. I'm not. Maybe I'm called to battle, but I don't want to. I don't think I have the courage and the strength to do something like that. Um, but I'm try. I do feel encouraged though by them and from the, some of the responses that I've and from some of the responses that I've heard from people who get in touch, like on Instagram, and they say, "Oh, I'm a Christian too." It's so nice to hear somebody speaking openly about their Christian views within a secular environment. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's what's really struck me listening to it. What about you, Laurel? Like, what, what what have been the kind of main differences for you being in a faith-based space versus the secular space? I guess uh, the comfortability of not having to know what a project is about when I'm in a faith faith. <laughs> so I can just know us faith-based cool go in there um and i give an example i do music videos across i do across genres right and there was one time um i think during the lockdown right 
I moved more into first ADing. A first ADing means you're the first assistant to director. So it's a different role to producing, but it means you keep track of time. You sometimes may step in to help direct. You may you will be in charge of the um, talent if it's a music video or the cast on set, making sure the day runs smoothly to time. That kind of thing, right? So I did a lot more of that during lockdown because there was these this this time just music videos being made and made and made and made and made. So I was getting lots of gigs, right? And I was just saying, yeah, sure, money, cool, money, cool, money, cool. And I remember there was one that one time being on set and I was like, yo, maybe I should have listened to this song before coming here. <laughs> Not that the song wasn't offered to me. Maybe I should have looked at, you know, the mood board and the design. Because I was standing there and it was young people, cool. They came on set and they were came late. Cool. Um, we was in an area that was very plush. We didn't fit in with the kind of environment that we were music videoing for. Cool. Um, and then they were like trying to offer me alcohol and a lot of other stuff while I was working. I was like, guys, no, it's fine. I'm I'm at work. Cool. And then it was like they're playing their music and then you have all these, you know, the video vixens and the half naked women and all this stuff. And then obviously you go into mode, right? So I'm like to them, right, you have to be more this, more that. And I'm like, I don't want you to be there. In my head, I'm like, I don't want you to do this. I want you to put clothes on. But I'm saying to her, do this move. You have to move more like this because we need this because that's what that needs. And I stood there and I was like, oh my gosh, like, as a mum, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> as it wasn't even, it was, it, my faith wasn't even the first thing. It was just like, as a mum, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if your daughter, would you, you, you wouldn't even let your daughter watch this. Are you proud to be standing here? And then I was like, yeah. So I even said afterwards, like, to the guy that, that I was working with, I was like, do you know what? From here on out, I'm actually going to listen to the track before I <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because that's not a new notion to me so even stuff like doing scripts when I've done films that gone were the days where you just say yes because you need experience or yes because you want a job do you know what I mean you get to the stage where you're like yes I know I can do it actually do I want to do this project what's the story behind this what what does it say about me all of that kind of stuff so that's not a new notion but I just was in a wave of I just need to get paid and I completely forgot about that life that 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 ethic part of me you know and I was like hmm, I see it so that's one thing I'd say definitely there's a comfortability I feel like I would have when I work in a faith-based environment I guess kind of like what Nadj said you know because people have the faith so there's more of an assumption that you have it and that you can talk openly and stuff stuff like even where Naj mentioned you pray and stuff like that but then I just feel like I still pray when I'm in the other stuff not to say that Naj said she didn't do that but I'm just saying it's just pushed me to do that more mm -hmm. so I know what kind of environment I need to work in so sometimes that means I have to go on set and pray down the set before I'm meant to do a call time because that's how my mind will work for that moment. Or I'll have to take a moment out and go and speak to Jesus because speaking to him while I'm speaking to someone else ain't working. So I gotta be like, <laughs> time out in my own way. And then just go and be like, Lord. And then there's been beautiful moments where sometimes people have come on set that are Christian and you don't know they're Christian, but you know by their fruits, right? So there's little things that you notice. And then I'm like, oh my God, they're secretly praying like me. And then you have this moment where you talk and then you're like, you were praying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> chaotic 
music videos that have nothing to do with Jesus. We see this diva here in this manner. And, you know, you just have another companion to pray with for that moment. So you miss those things where the known thing in a faith environment is to pray. The known thing in a non-faith environment isn't to talk to Jesus. It might be to say affirmations, not that there's anything wrong with that. Or it might be to call on somebody else or something else. So there's that extra thing that is, I guess I'm more um, deliberately making the choice when I'm outside of a faith environment. Yeah, that's interesting. So in, in some ways, actually being in the secular environment makes you think about faith more, you know, because the environment isn't just, for example, like you say, making you pray. It's not part of the day. Um, and that stirs you up more. What What about you, Naj? How does faith, like, impact? How does your faith impact your work? You know what? I... I found being in a in a almost the other way around like being in a Christian workplace impacted my faith because mm-hmm. I was in and around it all the time I was listening to Christian music having Christian conversation um reading and doing research about Christian people and Christian events and just learning about just miraculous amazing things that like God was doing and this was being pumped into me all the time. And it actually made me slightly more or a lot more intolerant to things that weren't Christian. And I don't know whether that's just also me growing in my faith. But I felt like like I used to listen to music all the time, any kind of music. I've, I've never been into like huge amounts of swearing or whatever. But within reason, I would kind of tolerate it. Um, but I found that listening to so much Christian music in my in my work and making me aware how much good Christian music is out there I was like why am I listening to that like why am I filling my brain my house my car my mind with with that so actually working within a Christian environment just helped to cement my faith really um I guess then helping me to do what I'm doing now, which is hopefully being a Christian within the world, um, which is difficult because pretty much all my work in life, um, I've been with Christians and majority of my friends are either like devout Christians or at least Christian in, in upbringing. So they have a kind of level of understanding. Now, I'm mixing with people who some are like, have been brought up Christian, but others, no, like they know of it, but it's definitely not like on their lips or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm in an unknown at the moment, but um, I'm trying to navigate my way through. And do you find that that impacts your faith in a negative way, like you were saying? being in a positively faith environment really impacts yeah. your faith in a positive way. Do you feel like actually not being in that environment affects mm. your faith? Like, is there is there an effect one way or the other? I, I would say there must be. There must be because um, we, so in terms of the podcast, as I said, it's it's great because we talk about anything and everything. And I've been really challenged in in some discussions 
um, to really think about why I do think a certain way. Because often, like, especially being raised as a Christian, you think a certain way without really wondering why you think that way, just because that's how everyone else did and that's how you were raised and whatever. So it's been really challenging in that sense, especially when I found myself having to defend my my views. Um, I know, like, sometimes we've had discussions about um, egg donation, which I was in disagreement of. We've had uh, many a conversations. It keeps coming up about sex toys and this and and my views about using it outside of of marriage. And um, we've had yeah, just lots and lots of conversations. Um, yeah, about relationships and things like that. And I've had to defend myself. I've had to also open my my mind a bit to other ways of thinking and wonder, okay, is it wrong for me to agree in certain sense? Is it wrong for me to do that? Um, does God see my heart? Am I doing it? Is it coming from the right place? So yeah, I, I've definitely been challenged and I've definitely thought in different ways and I just hope that they're not the wrong ways. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to get to heaven. That's what I always say to the girls. Whenever they start going down a slippery slope of a conversation, I'm like, girls, I'm trying to get to heaven, y'all. I'm trying to get to heaven. <laughs> I was going to say, Madge, I just feel really encouraged. I don't know why I'm going to say this to you, girl, but I'm going to say it. I think it's good when we're in that uncomfortability. And I think it's really good that you've gone through having to question some of the stuff because I think you've hit the nail on your head you're right and that's that sometimes when you're brought up in it we don't question things but I think that's beautiful because in all of this you get to know Jesus more for yourself and you get to know why you believe what you believe and I don't want you to doubt every single time that you open your mouth and you drop a seed I don't want you to doubt that our God is more powerful and that every time we spend time with him he pours out in us that naturally the things that we say, even if we didn't pray before we said that specific thing or whatever, we're going to start to sound like our father. So I don't want you to doubt that because sometimes what we think it should look like and see like is still from that tradition of just growing up a certain way and not challenging. And the world is moving. And I'm not saying that we ever manipulate and change the Bible because I'm not for that. But what I'm saying is that truth will be look different to different people. And I want you to be encouraged. Um, I feel like keep doing you because I feel like God will really continue to show you how much you have made an impact. And it won't just be those odd, odd messages. Not that there's anything wrong with an odd message on Instagram. I genuinely believe you are putting seeds or watering seeds that you didn't know existed. You know, sometimes we don't see the growth until we've come out of somebody's life like years later and yeah. so I'm having conversations with my beautiful father thinking lord I really wanted to see that change like I put a lot of work in that <laughs> <laughs> and God's like girl it weren't for you <laughs> like your job was done so sometimes we don't see it when mm. we're in it because that's not our job sometimes our job is just literally to walk alongside that person because most of the time they're looking at what you're doing rather than what you're saying and that's more powerful Duh, I'm gonna stop because I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> no, like I appreciate that, Laurel. That's really great. Um, and I will, I'll take that on and, and I'll really pray, pray into that. Because the other day, like one of the girls said something um, and she meant, and she said, God willing at the end of it. And I was like, and I wanted to be like, you, you what, what? Like never have I ever heard her say that even I don't say God willing that's like something my mum says and <laughs> and I didn't say anything I just put a little heart emoji there but I was like oh okay not, not, not that I have necessarily influenced that but somehow somewhere it, it's all it's all helping I guess and yeah you're right and I think those gems when you actually start to hear the change in dialogue because I guarantee you the reason why that stood out some people may think that's nothing but that person is probably someone that wouldn't even breathe the word God sometimes so you know when you get those people that don't even so when you hear the one change you're like Jesus it's almost like they gave their life to Christ like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, but you're like it has because you're like but it's good. You you don't have much of a thing of it for them, but you take that to God and you'll be like, Lord, yeah. have you got a progress here? Yes, yes. No one else probably noticed it, but I did. I, th I completely agree with Laurel because I think that the more we're challenged and the more we have to question our faith, like, you know, our church says to us, it's really good to ask the questions because if you're just accepting things on blind obedience, I mean, there's a level of faith there, okay, but... The same thing happened for me. I've shared this on our podcast before, but like for me, it was trying to understand what it meant to be a Catholic rather than, you know, compared to other Christians. And as people asked me those questions, I had to kind of delve into it and go, okay, well, what does this mean? And do I really believe it? And can I defend it? And you can only defend it if you really believe it, really, or you understand it, you know? And I think, you know, like what you're saying, Laurel, is really it strengthens your faith. You know, when people question you, and challenge you that's that's the blessing of it isn't it that um and I, i'm just thinking about you know conversations we've had before about you know kids who go to secular schools rather than christian schools often those kids keep their faith more than kids who go to christian schools where everyone's acting the same way as everybody else but they haven't you know they just think oh yeah we're all christian and that's how we act and there's no question about it whereas if you're in a in a secular environment you have to kind of go oh what does it mean that I'm a Christian and you know how that how that how that's different from the people around me you know how how do I stand out and do I stand out that's a question isn't it like but then on the flip side if you're not strong in your faith and it's not rooted whether if you're in the school the non-Christian school or the non-Christian work environment could it tip you the other way yeah it can I think it can I think it definitely can, which is, I guess, why the Bible encourages us to be that. You know, certain environments isn't for everybody. So, like, you being in that, in that podcast, I think it's good that you keep doing those check-ins. I think it's beautiful that you do it with your husband as well. Like, you have an accountability person. Because there might be a time where God's like, yeah, it's up. And you might be lost. and But because you've been accountable to somebody, that person, you've given them the license to be like, um... Naj, hello, out you get, come on. Like, and it may not be forever, but it might be just to strengthen you back up again and then you go back in because we are called to go out, right? So in my mind, if that is the case, we should always be uncomfortable. Like, it's a very weird one, but we should, we're called to go out and not to be saving inside. Like once we're saved, we can't save anyone anymore if they're in. We have to go out of there. So in my mind, it's 
it's about when what environment is it that you want me to be in rather than me not being in that environment if that makes sense so it might be that yes it's not that one's the right one for you I'm not talking about your podcast but I mean like abstractly but then there's going to be another one God's going to put you in then because the whole purposes were to go out and make disciples and we can't we're meant to save the sick so yes we'll get a bit dirty we'll get might get a bit of the disease but there's anti-back you know <laughs> it's Jesus <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I think I think it's really interesting like listening to what's happened to Nanadra you know I think that almost like God brought you Nadja into this Christian environment where you were then like strengthened in your faith and actually that environment really strengthened you and you know we always say that to young Christians you need to get around other Christians in order to grow your faith in order to become strong in your faith Mm -hmm. um but then at some point you're strong enough in your faith to be able to go out and share it right and it's that thing of like the image we used to always use of like the coal outside the fire like you have to come into the fire to get hot and I think the longer you're outside the fire you know you might you might get cold again yeah (laughs) you know so like there's that it's a balance isn't it it's a balance between you know being an environment that's going to nurture and strengthen your faith and putting yourself out there and I think I mean I really just admire you girls because I think really you know you're working in an environment which is it can be much more um hardcore than many of us are are, are in you know in fact I, I spoke to one person about doing this podcast and they just said I can't I can't talk about being a Christian um, and put it out there on the internet you know that is going to become it might even become problematic for their career you know so I think for some people in media that's a real issue isn't it that um like you were saying earlier that it's not the cool thing and I think in a lot of areas of media it's actually an antagonistic thing you know people really won't give space to it um have you had any particular challenges I don't know Laurel you kind of talking from experience here of positive experiences but have you had any difficult challenges um that you've you've had to kind of engage with I don't know if it's a difficult one but it was an inch I'd say it was an interesting one there's one that I've done with a film that I've done and it was on Jehovah Witnesses um and the film is basically sharing without giving too much away the fact that the son in this family didn't want to be a Jehovah Witness so the family um he was banished basically from the family and the reason why I say it was interesting is because it was based on a real life story and the guy that wrote it and directed it it was his story so when we was doing like prep and talking with the cast and crew and talking about that kind of stuff it was quite interesting hearing people's thoughts about God and faith and stuff and it was just like wow there's so much hurt because I didn't agree with what happened in the story but then I didn't necessarily agree that you know stay away from church and the kind of vibes that some people were given and I just thought wow like good you put me here on this film and I have never I don't ever go around outrightly saying I'm a Christian Um, I guess I just live my life and I will I guess if it comes to a conversation I'll be like yeah I believe in Jesus that kind of thing but like I never told him my beliefs but I've mentioned it or I've had interviews like this randomly on faith-based things and then I said to him I've spoken about the film here here's the link and he will want to promote it because it talks about his film so then it's like 
I found it interesting because I generally believe when stuff like that happen anywhere that I go, I generally believe my footsteps are ordered. So there's a reason why I'm there, right? So I found that quite interesting. And also I was able to speak to a few people on a one-to-one about it. And because of what the theme is about, oftentimes when we have screenings, people come up to us or me and will be like, I was raised in a Jehovah Witness. I, I had this same thing happen to me. But it's like that missing link where people have rejected God because of that, which is the most painful thing. And then it just makes me think, okay, God, so how would you want me to do in this stance? Like, I've never had a thing to say anything, but I've we've talked about it, if that makes sense. I've not necessarily been like, come back to God. Like, don't. It's never been that. But it's just been like having conversations about it and encouraging people where I can don't lose your faith because there is a difference. You know, there's hurt people everywhere. And sometimes we don't always understand what we're doing and how it affects people. But I found, so I wouldn't say it was challenging, but I found it, it was an interesting environment to be in because it was just a lot of people saying at once against who I would say I love dearly, who I would say I worship dearly. Do you know what I mean? So it was just very interesting to hear that. But then I think it's good that it exposes me to that because I have to remember that there is a world that needs saving. Right. And, and you know, you're being, both of you are being a witness in that, like in your different ways, actually, you know, whether it's like what you're saying, well, kind of through your witness of life, maybe more than just going, hey, everybody, I'm a Christian, you know. Whereas with Nadja, I think you're very upfront about being a Christian, particularly on the podcast. You know, I think it gives people that opportunity, doesn't it, to ask um, to yeah. ask a question. And Yeah, I mean, for me, I feel, feel like, sorry if you can hear snoring, by the way, it's a, a baby on my breast to keep <laughs> him quiet, but he's like slightly congested and grunting away. Oh, <laughs> he's very welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he's just pulled away and looking at me. Are you talking about me? Um, for me, when I was in the Christian media, it was funny because many people who, who I worked with, so when um, other presenters, producers, or people that I was interviewing, so different um, music artists or whoever, all Christians, I found it challenging in the beginning because they couldn't get their head around the fact that I was Catholic. And people, when they found out, they, they were like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm Catholic. So first of all, they'd be like, well, how come you're working here like you you felt like they wanted to ask just really random questions like and how did you get here I'm like um same way you did um just yeah I, I I'm a Christian still how how do you know about this like they I don't know they, they must have thought of some kind of alien or something they, some of them didn't think that people were still Catholic they thought it was some kind of ancient long forgotten thing or it's just like an a very elderly white English woman in some very remote village in the middle of Wales or something. Um, yeah, so I found that a bit challenging at first. Um, I never really had to defend my Catholic faith, but I sometimes had to explain a bit about the fact that I, I still love the same God and the same Jesus and the same Holy Spirit as you and 99% of the stuff we do is the same as, as, as you. There's just some slight um, variations or however you want to put it. But yeah, so I found, um, yeah, not difficult, but a bit of a challenge sometimes. Yeah. 
to explain my my Catholic self. Um, and I'll never get over people's reaction. They just couldn't, they could not get their head around it. They were like, but you're young and you're you're black. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and you're charismatic. And, and you're charismatic. Like, hold on, you just mentioned Holy Spirit. How can you be Catholic? Um, and then outside of that, in kind of this new world that I'm in, is a, a very tricky sub this very tricky subject of abortion. And I I don't agree with abortion. And we've never quite ventured onto that topic on the podcast. And I think it's because, I don't know, I think we all just deep down know it's going to blow up, Lorelle, <laughs> your face. <laughs> it is going to go off. Like, we've had conversations in WhatsApp group about it, and I've made it very clear my views. They've respected that. I've respected theirs, but we've been like, look, we differ. And there was one time when there was the Roe v. Wade or Wavy or whichever way around it is. And on that day where so what people believed that now abortion had been like abolished, but that's not the case. Um, one of the girls in the group put something up on our Instagram page on the Black Mums Up Front Instagram page. Just as one of the stories. So it will disappear in 24 hours. But it very much looked like from that post that there was disappointment from black mums up front on this decision. And I was like, there was fire coming out of my ears. I was fuming. I didn't know what to do. And I just sent a message and I said, I, I don't know who put it up, but that is not reflective of all of us. Take it down. Um, and I tried to be as loving and whatever about it. And they were trying to defend the reason why it was up, saying that, oh, no, but it, it's not it's it's not quite coming across like you think it's coming across. And it's not quite this and not quite that. I said, but ultimately, you're speaking for me. We all have different views on this. That is not my view. It very much paints a disagreement about the whole abortion thing. And that's not my view. Take it down. It needs to be taken down. And I knew I was going to be seeing the girls later on that day. And I didn't know how I was going to face them when I see them later. Because, you know, sometimes it's easier to say something over like a text than face to face. But actually, they respected that. They put up a follow up video saying just to say that that was not reflective of all of the whole group. That is my opinion. The person said this. That's my opinion. And this is what. And I said, that's fine. You can speak all day long about your opinion. But please don't insinuate that it's mine as well by putting it up on our collective page. That was tricky, but it worked out fine. And again, the girls have been fine about it. And amazing that they respected you in that opinion, you know, and respecting the unity of your group actually it speaks something, doesn't it, to your friendships and your working environment. So I think that is that I feel that's a glory story to end on, really. Um <laughs> Maybe, Lavelle, you could just pray for us as we finish up this conversation together for, yeah, for whatever you feel led to pray um, for us and for our listeners. Amen. Thank you, Alice. Um, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for you being, first of all, awesome, for you being amazing, for you being the divine God and also being our friend. Thank you so much for the invitation 
of myself and Nadge to be on this amazing podcast. Thank you, Alice. And I thank you for the conversation that we've talked about today, Father God, and technically us being a light in the world and being in the world and not of it, which is completely scriptural. And I just want to thank you that you did not make any of us the same. You've made us all different. And because of that, we can all be used to reach different people. There's going to be people Alice can reach, Nadge can reach, I can reach, or even maybe yourselves listen reach that other people can't. And I just pray that God will continue to give you the confidence that he will continue to help you to be bold and to when you get that uncomfortable feeling, this is what I've been talking to my children, when you're in that uncomfortable feeling in the presence of others, when it has to do with your faith, stay in it, sit in it, because sometimes we run away from it. Sit in that uncomfortability and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. It's the best, it's the best thing, because when you achieve that, you're like, wow, Lord, I understand sacrifice now a little bit, not like yours, Lord, but then I also have understood what it means to to deny myself and pick up the cross. So I pray, Lord Jesus, for all those that have heard this today, that you will encourage them and you will minister to them in your own sweet way as you always do, because we always just, as Nadja said earlier, want to get to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Huge thanks to Laurel and Nanadua and to all of you for tuning in to listen to this conversation. I hope that it's blessed you and challenged you in the way that it has challenged me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please do consider sharing it with friends and family who you think might be interested. Do make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more episodes. Our next podcast will be coming out soon and we'll be talking to a couple of ladies who are involved in the area of government and politics. So we hope you'll tune in to listen to that episode as we continue looking at our theme of being in the world, but not of the world. The Beloved Ministry has its retreats coming up in February. If you'd be interested in joining that retreat, please look at the episode notes or visit www.zioncommunity.org.uk for more information. We would love to welcome you. And if you'd like to support this ministry or find out about how you can become more involved, do look on that website or in the episode notes for more information of how you can support us. For now, God bless you and thank you once again for joining us here at The Beloved Podcast.